All right, welcome back. This is the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We are four dudes who just like to talk about movies. Um, we're just another random movie podcast, y'all. Um, today we watched, to, or I don't know when we watched it, but we are talking about 2005's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, this movie's got style. This movie has character. It has good writing. Shane Black. This is a Shane Black movie through and through. 100%. Um, Seth, you had seen this. I had seen this. Jared and Yorton, have you guys seen this before? I haven't seen this movie. This is one of those movies I kept on seeing pop up around random places. And I'm like, should I watch that? Just hadn't watched it. Yeah, I've watched it multiple times. I think this is the movie that got... Robert Downey Jr., his Iron Man gig. Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's kind of his comeback movie. Um, all right, so I'm curious about Jordan. Jordan hasn't seen this before. Jordan, what are your thoughts, man? Just briefly, just say what you thought about it. A movie where I have actors that I like that I just felt disappointed with is the way I would describe this movie. I... I really did not enjoy myself with this movie. What did you not enjoy about it? I'm, I'm curious. Okay, the the main lead, uh, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. and the uh, the woman, no chemistry together on it, and I just found Robert Downey Jr. annoying. And I don't know if he had like a mental issue or something in this, or was supposed to portray someone as a mental issue. But I'm like, dude, focus. He just, yeah. And so, no, I did not like this movie. It was part of the character, though. I know it's part of the character, but at the same time, if it's the main character, you have to make the person a bit likable. He was not likable at all, and he was annoying. And I was just unlikable and annoying the whole time with him. So, Seth, me and you are going to be on a team this episode, it looks like. Jared, what did you not like about this movie? Because you're pretty down on it. I'm I'm not. I was uh Seth oh, well. introduced this to well, I mean now. Uh, Seth introduced me to this movie back in what was that, Seth? Like oh six, oh seven, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was right after uh, yeah, it was an 07, yeah. 08, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um and like I watched it for the first time at this place and I was like, Holy shit, this movie something. Uh yeah, it was just always like you know on my mind in the rotation in those years. Um, then I honestly haven't watched it in like six years. I think I want to say, and then upon rewatch, I'm just like, I this does not hold up as much as I thought it did. It's not um, not as good as it once was to me. And I, I there was a one point where I really loved the movie, but like rewatching it, I was just like, oh boy, this is. No, no, it hasn't aged well. There are some things in there that I did not enjoy. So I actually, I liked this movie a lot. And I remember liking it a lot when I first saw it. And like, oh man, what a surprise this was. But I'm going to say, Jared's got a good point. Because I felt the same way. I was like, it doesn't hit the same in 2022 as it did in 2007. Something about it just maybe didn't age the movie didn't age with the times. or so. I don't know what it is, but it hit different this time. I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But Seth, did you have that? Did you notice that at all? Or is this still just A-plus for you? Uh, 
so, oh yes, both. Like I could see where there's some things where people would be like, that's a problem. For example, there's some word usage I'm the biggest fan of uh, uh, in a movie, like, even though like, 2000. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just I wasn't even talking about that. Yes, that's a problem, but I felt like the movie as a whole, like the whole product of it. Now I'm not talking about certain issues that are something about it. Just, I don't know. I don't, it just didn't hit me the same, but yeah, there are certain things. Like you said, like they say the F word, not, not that F word, a different F word. Um, we, you know what F word we're talking about. We say, fuck say a lot. we say fuck a lot. You know what F word we're saying. Yeah. However, yeah, a gay character but, said it. So does that make it okay? I don't but know. He's not actually no. gay. No, no, hold on. No, Tarantino no, 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 writes oh, characters oh. that say the N word all the time, and we're cool with it. I don't know. Anyway, right, sorry, sorry wait, Seth. Wait. Go ahead. No, oh, I'm still not cool with it. Wait, no, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Here's, here's the thing. No. Hold on. Wait. First of all, the fact that he is a he put these gay characters. I mean, that does matter to a degree here. Because, and I think that the character of Gay Fired by everyone. And that doesn't make it okay, though, especially in a hindsight kind of view or anything like that. And it's still uncomfortable. You're breaking up on me. And, like, if it was my preference, it'd be. Oh, hold on, Seth. One of the things where it's like, oh, yeah, we would get better. I'll be better. Seth, stop, Seth. Seth, 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 Wait, stop. He's getting, You're going yeah. on a really... Uh, uh, stop, 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 stop. You're going on a great oh, rant right now. You're going on a great rant right now, but we hear every third word. You sound like a, a, a transformer at the moment that has a broken voice box. I didn't want you to give this epic speech, epic commentary in the movie, and us only get one third of it. So we, well, I wanted to stop you. Um... Can you exit and then come back in? See if that'll fix it. All right. Um, no, he was in. I wanted to hear it, but the, I yeah, I felt bad. I was like, man, I hope it fixes. I hope it fixes itself real quick. But it never did, and I thought I was the only one hearing that. I'm so glad you guys were just. All right. Well, I got some topics to talk about here. Um, I want to talk about Kilmore, and I want to talk about Moynihan here in a little bit. But Yorton and and well, I guess Jared, you you were kind of positive on the movie. But Yorton, I guess specifically, everyone can answer here. One one of the things I loved about the movie was how stylized it was. You know, it had a James Bond esque opening. You know, it had personal style to it. James um, yeah, it had a whole animated opening sequence that. It was very similar to James Bond, and there's a lot of James Bond motifs in this movie, like the the pulp fiction, the pulp novel character mm-hmm. that kept popping up. Was uh, the books were very James Bond inspired? I, or... I I got much more of a detective feel with those pulp books, not a, a spy or a secret agent on it. The covers definitely looked like James Bond covers, but mm-hmm. you're as someone who has all the James Bond books at home. I'm just telling you, that's what I know. Okay. I'm just um, but definitely, to... look, James Bond is a pulp, pulp book. Like it's nine pulp stories. Um, the detective stories are pulpy, so what? It, it's all good. But I, I love this a pulpy detective movie. story. You know, that's what I was. Okay, <laughs> I'll drop um, it now. 
I, I just like the style. Did you? Did you? I just like movies that have a style and a defined style. It's like this is a movie made by this guy, and you can tell because it has his own personal style. I, I've said this before. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but did you not enjoy that aspect of it? Did I enjoy his style? Not really. And now that, ooh, it, he's really because before I really did not like uh, the Iron Man movie that he did, Iron Man Three. I like the the Lethal Weapon series that he does. So I'm like, I have to see the nice guys to determine what I really think of him. Because right now, it's only the Lethal Weapon series that I like. So this far. is what I'm going to say. I am really glad this movie happened because this led to Nice Guys. And Nice Guys is one of the funniest fucking movies you will ever see. Nice Guys is so good. That's why I'm not going to be completely down on this movie, because, yes, it has its place. Um, it helped Robert Downey Jr. come into himself as he does, uh, as he became Tony Stark in the Iron Man, launched the MCU. Great. I love it for that. Then, on the other hand, Shane Black was able to go do other movies, most, as I was just talking about, in terms of, um, geez, nice guys. So Yeah, yeah. This movie led to a lot. I liked it. And then, of course, it was Val Kilmer. We hadn't seen Val Kilmer in a while because he was dealing with throat cancer. Um, then Michelle Monaghan, it was a good start for her because then she became like a movie star in so, of some sort. So I like what this movie did and how it launched the careers and or reset careers, should I say. Not launch, just reset careers. And so, like, I give it respect, and it did it, and it didn't age well, but, like, I, you got to give respect where you see respect. Yeah, and like I said, th this is a movie where I like all the actors and actresses in it. It just, just couldn't, yeah, it just didn't work for me on it. And, um, yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking the only character I really liked in the series, or the movie, was the Val Kilmer character on it. Oh gosh, Jordan, why are we why are we saying the same thing? Because that's what I told Seth. I was like, hey man, Perry was my favorite. I love Perry even more. I know yeah. when I first watched it, Robert Downey Jr. or Harry was my favorite. But then now watching it as an adult, a full grown adult, it's like, nah, Perry is Perry's the man. Yeah, um Shane Black, I want to go back to your point you said earlier about Jordan kind of made it where he said, like, I just didn't like Iron Man 3, but I like the Lethal Weapon series. It seems like every time Shane Black steps, steps out of his element and joins the IP world, like the Iron Man 3 and the Predator, he doesn't do so well. I think he does his best when he's just, like, crafting his own story from his weird imagination with, cra with crazy dialogue. Um, and that's where you get movies like this and Lethal Weapon and... Um, I don't know what else he did that was really good, but I'm sure. Oh, uh, the the nice guys, stuff like that, right? Um, Seth, you with us? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Add, 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 I'm, I know you have something to add here. Yeah. Well, sorry about last time. Last time, y'all were stopping. I was already like a minute behind for some reason. I just wasn't syncing up with y'all. So, uh, no, I do. I would say that 
Jordan said it was earlier about Robert Downey Jr. No, my gooder. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Want to try your phone or something? Yeah, maybe switch connections to your phone. Yeah, I've been having. All right, Spectrum has been having internet issues out here, so. Here. I'll try to get one in a second with All right. Okay. Um. So I want to ask you guys a question. Movies with with narration tend to get pooped on a lot. I kind of enjoy it. Did you guys think the narration worked for this movie, or what do you? And how do you guys feel about narration overall in movies? I was fine with the narration, and overall, for me, nar- narration's fine. That wasn't one of the things that bothered me with this movie or not necessarily bothered but I didn't uh that I actually liked in this movie. I'll put it that way. Good. Um no, especially for like uh when we're going like we're talking about like noir films or like detective films like that, I think narration like really like helps the movie it, like sets the scene because it's like you're in the mind of the detective or like the PI or private investigator. So it's like them narrating their notes or them narrating what's going on. Um, so no, I actually like love it when it's done in the style, like especially like in these types of movies. And so then, um, you know, Sin City was another really good. I mean, it's still a noir movie. So I think like, I think I just like narration in noir movies. I think that's like, my <laughs> that that does have good uh, narration yeah. in that movie though. I yeah, mean. no. So I'm just saying, like noir movies, just like they have good narration because it's like the perfect kind of films to have narration. Um, yeah, I agree. I think noir but, lends itself to to narration. What's but even like stories like or stories and movies like The Sandlot and stuff, where they have yeah. narration, where it's oh, yeah, sort of like looking it. back in the past, that works well. Oh, especially like a Christmas story. Uh, since we're in Christmas movies, a Christmas story is another great movie with narration. By the way, this Man. is not a Christmas movie. Oh. I, yeah. There's nothing Christmassy about this movie. They say the word Christmas. Yes, they say the <laughs> Christmas, say and you have the a wo- lead woman wear a Santa elf or a Santa outfit, and that's pretty much it that you have. Nope. Hold on. No. Are you here? Me? He's back. Yes, can you're I, back. I, All right, come okay. on. All right, look. I actually made a list of this, and it's on my phone, which now I can't really go back and forth <laughs> on because now I'm on my phone, so I'm going to try to do this from memory. First of all, if you think about the three elements of a Hallmark Christmas movie, it's always about a person who leaves their big city life to go to a faraway land. There, <laughs> they meet what? an old high school love. <laughs> In which they rekindle an old romance while also realizing and befriending the locals. If you so don't ba- believe me, <laughs> go look at Operation Christmas Drop, in which yeah. the lady left the big city to go to another exotic locale, tropical locale, I might add, Favorite. in which she befriended the local people who worked there while following in love with, granted, not an old high school thing. But someone else. That is the exact same plot of this movie. Just this one had a lot more f words and dead bodies in it. This movie had 
on its soundtrack, Christmas Music, playing in the background. This movie also is all about finding love and friendship, and that is what every Christmas movie is about. Seth, you know damn well this is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Christmas has to be a character in the movie for it to be a Christmas movie, but I love movies that aren't Christmas movies that you can argue are Christmas movies, so it's okay. I'm on your side here. These are the only Christmas movies I watch regularly. Yeah, they're they're yeah. like Christmas, Christmas adjacent, you know? Um, let's talk about... It wasn't Val even Comorial. adjacent. It was like around the street and down the block. Shane Black, I mean, he's he's... He has something going with him, or going for himself here with this filming movies around Christmas that aren't Christmas movies because it is a nice setting to have in the background. You know, the snow. Um, it's just a good time to film film a movie. All right, Val Kilmer, y'all. Is this is this peak Val Kilmer? No, I'm not saying this movie. I'm saying this era of Val Kilmer. Let's let's think oh, about it here. Hold up. Oh, hold on. Looks wise. The dude is is pulling it. All right, he, he's a good looking dude. Um, are you gonna say night? Are you say Batman? Batman era is his peak? Yeah, I was going to say like right here, early nineties. Right yeah, 19, early nineties. No, no, no. Early nineties, late eighties, ninety eighty six. Top what? Gun eighty eight. Okay. No, no eighty six. Top Gun eighty eight. Willow ninety one. The Doors ninety three. Tombstone, 93, True Romance, 95, Batman Forever, 95, Heat. Yeah. No. You're right. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, hey, you're high. I said something stupid. I apologize. I can't even argue with I'm that. Willow, <laughs> door, the Doors, Tombstone, Heat. <laughs> Come on, man. I can't give him true romance, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, they probably took away like true romance. Second, they probably took it away. Yeah. Took it away. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. He's, it is a great movie. I took it away. I took it away. Um, but come What? Heat. Come on, Ray. Hey, I asked a question. You answered it, okay? Damn. Uh, no, I was I was off base. I shouldn't have asked such a stupid question. Um, and, and then you made it sound like I was the crazy person for saying <laughs> early 90s. Until I heard the list. Yeah, I took that back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's pretty irrefutable. Hey, what's your favorite Val Kilmore performance, y'all? Tombstone. Doc Holiday. What? Who has a different answer? Me. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Mad Mardigan. You know what? I, I, I'm going to be the one that will say Top Gun on it. <laughs> We all four have different answers. No, we don't. No, Seth and I have Seth and Jared, what are you talking about? Which I completely respect that answer, by the way, Tombstone. I just felt like I had to throw in Top Gun in there, too. I I get it. I get it. I get it, Jordan. You're trying to make Ray feel better, but we all know. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Look, I haven't. Okay. Here's why it's not my favorite because I haven't seen it. So that's my sin. That's my sin to bear. I know. But see Tombstone. I, I just, I, th- let me make a case here that you're not going to agree with. Okay, I just rewatched Willow. He's so good in that movie. He's Han Solo in that movie, and it's a great performance. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's my favorite of his that I've seen. I need to watch Tombstone. That's what I'm picking up from your your size. I I can't. Shut I don't up. know. I can't believe you want to start a movie podcast sad. and hasn't seen Tombstone. <laughs> 
I have seen <laughs> Varsity Blues about 50 times. Just want to make sure you guys know that. I say it every episode. <laughs> I, I don't think that helps here. Every time I say it, Jared gets more respect for me. Um, okay. I feel like I have to I have to watch Tombstone now because you both jumped on that within a heartbeat. I do want to say seeing Michelle Moynihan in this made me realize she pops up in a lot of movies I really, really like and she kind of goes unnoticed. Her career goes unnoticed, but she she's in a lot of good stuff. Um I got her IMDB here. I have She's of course she starts in Mission Impossible three through the rest of them, but she's kind of a background character in most of them. But she's good in Mission Impossible three. She's in two movies that don't get a lot of like they're not really remembered, but Machine Gun Preacher and uh, Eagle Eye are pretty pop good popcorn movies. Um, Eagle Eye was I, I th- the rewatch what? isn't as isn't that good, but I remember watching it in theaters for the first time. Oh, it was great. I watched it again on like a DVD, like afterwards. It wasn't as good, but the first time I watched it, that was a good movie. Can Can I say it's? I find it funny that she's both in Eagle Eye and in Source Code, which I see as very similar movies. <laughs> Source Code's a great movie. That movie I watched that again. Like it popped on TV the other day, and I was like, "What a great movie!" I can't Are believe they I can't believe they're like three years apart. That's like that when I think about Source Code and Eagle Eye, I think of like the twin movie, <laughs> yeah. theory, like the twin movie thing. Like they're three years apart, but it's like those are twin movies. I, I know. I had the same feeling about it, and then I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what? I thought they came out the same time." Like what, the what is what Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact or something. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Um, and then she's in this, and she's just she pops up in movies where you're like, oh yeah, she's good in this. Pixels? I'm joking, y'all. Um, okay, so Michelle Moynihan, love, good for her. Um, Yorton hated her in this movie, but it's okay. Can't win them all. Um, let me see here. I got another note here. So much shit happens in this movie. At one point, he loses his finger, and you're like, what? What? What is happening right now? Like, it's just wild stuff happens in this movie. Is there any moment that stood out to you guys that made you go, like, WTF? Oh, the random villain, one of the random villains got shot by the taco uh, truck guy. <laughs> in the back? Yeah, in the back, yeah. Because <laughs> you think it's going to be one of the main heroes or something that's going to shoot him. Nope, it's the random taco guy in the taco truck. That was like, I laughed at that. <laughs> I think my uh, WTF moment was when he goes to the Christmas party and you have the human statue. I think there's a word for him. And there was one dressed like a reindeer. That was the one that got me where I was like, what the hell is going on right now? I think my f- mine is when he loses his finger because then it just becomes like a running plot throughout the rest of the movie where he's just like trying to go to the hospital to get his finger reattached. But that finger has its own journey or eventually <laughs> he finds it at the house and a dog eats it. And he's like, fuck. Um, Jared, you got one? Um, it's still my favorite what the fuck moment from this movie. And it's not like, it's like very realistic what the fuck and it was when I was when I watched it when I first watched it in 08 when he throws the gun back in the lake 
when he does that, I'm just like, but I mean, obviously there are crazy things that happen, but it's just like, that's the most obvious thing to not do. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Early on. I'm trying to remember. When that Why would you throw the gun? Cause it's like crazy things happen coincidental or not, but like nothing is blatantly obvious. Do not throw the gun into the lake with the murdered woman in the sinking car with your and your partner's fingerprints on it. There's also a scene where he pees on a dead body on accident. (laughs) Why would you pee on the body? (laughs) That that would be a hard one to explain. Hey, come on. So, actually, yeah, I think those two moments are my two favorite. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, obvious. The obvious, the most obvious things to not do, and you still do it. Wait, not, not the math one? Where he's like, who taught you math? He's like, there's <laughs> like an 8% chance that this is going to like, stop doing math. Yo, period. James Gunn-esque humor here. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what I liked about Harry. I know y'all said y'all didn't like him because y'all weren't able to like, like connect him. with him or anything. But, I mean, he's an idiot. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, his, that's his disorder is that he's dumb. Uh, yeah, he's not just but dumb. It, There's something wrong no, with him. Dumb. No, it, he, he's that guy who's like he's trying to do the right thing, but he's just so dumb that he keeps getting in his own way. Uh, and I don't know. To me, there's some redeeming factors to Harry that I like at the end, especially watching it, you know, nowadays through 2022 lens, because you could easily view him as being homophobic throughout most of the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then at the end, it's like he's just ignorant. Well, yeah, yeah, he's an idiot, he's ignorant, but he, at the end, he comes around to, not actually, never actually directly he states it one way or the other, but, like, now he's walking with, you know, Perry in the hallway, right, and he turns back around with him, then he partners up with him at the end of the movie and stuff like that, and it's one of those things that I liked about it, because he was also very not understanding of Harmony's, like, oh, oh it's not that big of a deal, and he's like, no, it is a big deal, and he's like, he has no grasp of what it's like to be a woman in America at all. Yeah. And it's obvious that he doesn't. But then he kind of comes to grip with it as himself. He's, he's just an idiot. Uh, and I end well, up laughing with him. To back that up, he's to back up the claim that he's an idiot. Like, he also doesn't have great judgment. Like, he looks at Michelle Moynihan's character and he's just like, you're the dream girl. It's like, have you been following her? She's a crazy person. She is not well put together. Her life is shit. Like, and he's like, you're the dream girl. And she's just not someone you want to end up with. Um, my favorite scene is they're both walking out of this warehouse after like picking up some clues and they feel like they got it solved. And uh, it was, uh, it was uh, the mental house that they walked out of. And this guy stops them. And he like, he smacks Robert Downey Jr. in the ear with the gun. He's like, ah, what the? You hit me in the ear, right? And then later on, the tables turn, and he's pointing a gun at the guy who just did that, and he just randomly smacks him in the ear and goes, yeah, it hurts, right? It just, for something about that, just made me die laughing. I was like, it's it's something I would probably do in that situation. <laughs> Fuck, it hurts. You don't hit people in the ear. Um, all right, so... We gotta let's let's roll through some of this real quick before we go to the categories. Um, is there any negatives that you guys want to talk about? Yorton, did anything else you want to bring up before we talk about some of the good things? I think I t- 
talked about most of my what I thought were negatives on it, so I don't want to really beat a dead horse on it. I do want to say I hated I hated her friend at the bar. She was like shoe fly, go away or whatever when he was talking to Michelle Moynihan for the first time. The one he ends up banging that girl. Oh, she didn't bother so me. Much. Oh, she's more the, proof that he's an idiot. No, but she is the worst. Like, girl, you're like a six, and you're acting like you're like a ten right now. I'm not that I'm a good judge of that, but her attitude made her like a an ugly, ugly person. I just hated that character she played. I just hated her. So she much. took took her seat, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that's one way of looking at it. Jared, yeah. anything else you want to add? This movie suffers from what a lot of movies of that time period suffer from. You know what I'm going to talk about. The fucking filter they use. They put over the camera to add like a different color or to make it seem like, oh, it's night or it's like gritty or it's like dark. And obviously we know it because a lot of times they do it where they like put it like in a third world country. Like, oh, we're in Mexico. Let's put a brown fill. I mean, we talk about it when we talked about Sicario. That's one of the reasons why we love Sicario. Because, hey, in Mexico, you showed Mexico like it's a fucking real place. Because it is. It's not always dark and grungy. And then, but they put like the like bluish like filter over it. Like you're in like an Eastern Bloc country from a 90s movie. Or some shit like that. And I was just like, dude, come on. Like, I don't know. And, like, obviously my my biggest gripe with that is, like, that's my only knock against Ocean's Eleven. Is, like, why the fuck is this filter over the camera? Um, And so that's what they did. And, like, that's really my biggest gripe. I know, Seth, uh, we already touched on dialogue at the beginning. Um, Dialogue's great. Yeah, uh... Touch on the well, I mean, dialogue. Sorry, not dialogue. Dialogue is good, but just some of the words that they use, some of the terminology. Yeah, definitely. And um, that's when we were running into technical issues with Seth. Um, but obviously, we already talked about that, so I'm not really going to beat a dead horse. Um, Michelle Monaghan, um, cute, but she, I mean, we can replace her. Okay. Um, you know what, my one of my good notes was. How much I love the colors in this movie. So it's, it's the exact thing you didn't like. It was like the colors in this movie, the over the overuse of the filter, or whatever. I like the contrast. Or like the, the saturation, I guess. Whatever. It no, like just fucking be a better filmmaker. Use the environments around you. Do not saturate shit unnecessarily. It worked for I- me, but I get your complaint. Go ahead, Jordan. I do not have an opinion on it. I just it didn't bother me, nor did it make it better for me. I really had no no opinion on it. I think it helped fit the for me at least. It really kind of helped fit the noir tone and mood of the movie. You just I, fucking make it black and white. Just make it black and white. Oh, it's going a little yes! extreme. Saturate. Let it be. I, I think there's two things that play, three things that play. One is I'm pretty sure it's Shane Black's first film. The second is that it was the time period that it was in. But yeah. the third thing is I don't think it has to be black and white if you're going to try to go for a modern noir type detective story, which is what they were going for, that pulpy, you know, detective story. I, I'm okay with it. I get it. I can understand why you wouldn't like it, especially when it's viewed upon as an overused thing from that time period. 
Yeah. I think and, it works fine for this story, though. It's this not story. as Especially for that time it's... period. It's that time period where everyone was doing it. And me knowing that this movie came out in that time period, that's what adds to the gripe. It's just like everyone was fucking doing it. You don't have to do it. Just let it be. Like, I get what they were going for, but it's, I got to look at it in a whole context. I can't take it in a vacuum. He but, did. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as first movie, though. He did four Lethal Weapon movies, Last, uh, last Action Hero, and The, he the Last Boy Scout. Yes, he directed them. Oh. I thought he just wrote them. Okay. Wait, am I? Oh, you know what? You might be right. Let me see. I thought I was under director. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, th- I might take my, my statements on it. Yeah, I, I thought this was his... I'm going to say, though, I think to a certain point, though, this movie, you kind of have to take it in a vacuum only because of the genre that it's in and what it's trying to do. I, you know, I get it, but I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, on a normal situation, if it was like, I don't know, just an action movie, like Lethal Weapon, right? Uh, and you were doing that. I mean, I think there's definitely more. And it's more valid of a criticism. Although I think it's still a valid criticism. That sounds rude. And but you no, get what I'm no, saying. I mean, it's you, because just... this is during when you logged off as well. And then I think another gripe of mine, like looking back, edit hindsight, that he did this movie, but significantly better. And it's called Nice Guys. Okay. Yeah. No, because you, know, you had logged off during that point, And I said that like Nice Guys is one of the funniest movies I have just outright seen. And so, like, that's why I say, like, in hindsight, that's why I've kind of, like, soured on the movie a little bit, because I've seen when he perfected this formula. I wish he'd go back to it, though. Cause... I mean, yeah, because clearly this, was, this wasn't bad at all. I yeah. Mean, obviously, when you look, you can see how far he's grown. Then he did Nice Guys, and I think Nice Guys is in my top, like, if I have to rank, it's probably in my top 20 movies. So, yeah. I, yeah, like Ray, I hope he does a third one to make it an unofficial, like, trilogy. One of my favorite things about this movie, and I'm starting to realize I'm, it's something I, I, I guess, appreciate more than you guys. It's just, it has its own identity. It's its own thing. It, you could tell it's done by someone with a specific vision, and uh, I just like it. It doesn't feel like anyone else could have made this movie the same way. Um, all right, MVP of the movie? It was Perry. Val, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Easily. Easily, man, because I I say RDJ, but I'm outvoted here. Okay. I mean, um, I I love RDJ, so for in this movie, actually, too. I, I know there are two don't. So, I mean, shout out to him, but I still got to go with Falcon. <laughs> um, favorite scene? Did we already talk about it? I think we already oh, did. Oh, that's favorite. Oh, no, we can talk about our favorite what the fuck moment. What's your favorite scene, then? Or oh, the best scene since we yeah. Yeah, best, best scene, I'm sorry. Uh so best scene from what I think is the like best scene. Um it, oh my gosh, what what time was that? Was it I think it's like in the like obviously it's in the third act and Harry and Michelle Moynihan they're like actually like recon- reconciling and like having that conversation with each other and like talking about, you know, I was into you, I was into you, no, like let me be there for you. And then they kind of like break apart, but then they like come back together. 
I'm yeah, it's like right before the shootout part. That you uh, slept I, with Chet Chutney or whatever? No, yes, I, yes. The you that? slept with Chutney, yeah, that part. I was okay. trying to like nail it down because they have like a really intense conversation, then they break apart, but then like as he Robert Downey Jr. is about to get like killed, she realizes, oh no, and then they get back together, but then the shootout happens. Okay. A good scene. Jordan, how about you, man? The original, like, the movie scene in the in the pond. That's probably the, the my opinion. Yeah. Well, that's not, the, not the opening. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm sorry. In the beginning when, yeah. They I, find yeah, them. I think it's, like, a good ten, 20 minutes in the movie. But it's, okay, The it kicks because off. Because you still have the, the kids, you got the party, you got yeah. the bar. It kicks off the plot, though. So I guess that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seth. So this is tough because my favorite part about the movie is like the dialogue itself, and there's the one-liners that get thrown out there yeah. with you know the why did you throw why oh, did you throw on your phone? I'm sorry. <laughs> why 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 did you uh, throw the gun in the lake? Why are, yeah. uh, and then. Like along the, but I think the math scene. Sorry, Jade kind of threw me off mid. No, I, uh, I texted Seth, but I forgot he's recording from his phone. Um. Anyways, uh, I think the math scene overall, though I talked about it earlier, it was just one of those things where you know he's playing Russian roulette and the gag keeps running for a little bit longer, and he's like, "Stop doing math." And it's, I don't know. I, I love that moment. It's still the moment that makes me laugh the most. So I'm going to go with that one being the best scene. That was a wild scene. He, RDJ is just trying to act all hard. He plays Russian roulette. He spins it. <laughs> he just shoots the first shot. It blows the dude's head off. He's like, whoa, I did not expect that to happen. Um, I, like, I like the scene where they're captured. And uh, RDJ is getting <laughs> electrocuted <laughs> the whole time. and. What's stop helping. Stop, stop helping. helping. Stop helping. <laughs> it's a good scene. There's there's a few moments in this also, movie that hurt. I'm gonna say, like, this is an extremely problematic line. But when he has the gun in his pants and he pulls yeah. up the gun from his pants and shoots the guy, and then Val Kilmer says to Robert Denny Jr., do you like uh no Robert Denny Jr. says to Val Kilmer is like do you guys always have guns down there? Like in your pants? Yeah, that's the ignorant part. Like he just, he doesn't know. He's so stupid. And I'm just like, oh boy, what a, what a problematic See, one. That, that doesn't bother me because it's not like he's trying to be rude about it or anything. He just more plays off like, just like, or like question of like, is that normal? I don't know. Yeah. But see, that, that goes back to what I was trying to say earlier too is that with these characters, a lot of the things that would be problematic, and are still problematic, to be fair, I think are okay, though, and I'm going to say okay, because, like, Perry and Harmony both are played off as strong characters, and Harry's played off as the idiot. And so it's not like the movie's saying, Harry's the guy we should be listening to, Harry's the guy we should be following, you should be like Harry. It's that Perry is such a strong character, and even Harmony as screwed up of characters, they're all screwed up, though, is still a really strong character too and so i think the movie is okay in the long run for the fact that it doesn't make harry out to be like the smart one and the guy we should emulate 
I agree. It's very agree. much a product of its times as well. So don't let me mm -hmm. just sit here and say that, oh, no, this movie was made in 2022 and is doing all these problematic things. Again, we also touched on, uh, we touched on this when we watched uh, Brokeback Mountain and how people and people, including us, and how we perceived um, that that time period and it's the same time period so don't yeah product of its time so when it comes to the road trip game we're not going to play because there's absolutely no one i would want to go on a road trip with from this movie no one whoa no i'm playing the game really yes who who in the world would you want to go on a road trip with okay um there are two people Oh, Number Lord. one, I'm going to use my race wet card for this episode. Bam. Okay. Uh, putting out my two. race wet card. Flicka, uh, the uh, hostess. Oh, you're going. Okay. Angela We're playing Lindenhall. like this. And absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Boy. Okay. I take it back. We're playing the game. Oh, boy. That's my race wet card. All right. Now I'm putting that away. Put in my rocket. Um, Did I forget some? I'm trying no, to Perry. I definitely want to go about beautiful because... at the airport that he meets again. Taylor Swift. No, it's not Taylor Swift. No, she looks like, like it... they look. I mean, it's not her. It just looks like her. No, Angela. She she actually is a like model. Uh, uh, but no, Jordan lean forward and start typing on his computer. Sorry, go ahead. Jordan locks in. Um, no, I'm just more confused than anything else. Quite uh, but, uh, he didn't have much of a role. Yeah, I remember the uh, studers on the on the flight, but I don't because re my problem was it's like where where else was she from where that he met her and that was that bugged me. I couldn't remember. Um, but no, it would be Val Kilmer as Perry. Um, I mean he's not the best guy, um, but he is funny as hell, and he'll like and then when I fuck up and make a mistake, he'll turn it into a joke and I'll laugh and I'm like ah okay. Um, so Val Kilmer is always playing chestnut checkers, so it would be one of those two. Least likely, obviously, Harry Robert Downey Jr. because he's just dumb as a box of bricks. That's that's where you're going to go on a crazy adventure that you don't want because you're just like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do an idiot, hey, stupid hey, thing. You, you and I like welcome some adventure with a little bit of danger, but. Adventure with jail time already yes. happened. We, we, we don't need to play his bad math, with, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like, oh, and if you up with guaranteed him. death. Well, you'll get shot. It's a guaranteed mathematical guarantee that if you partner up with him, you will get shot. Perry got I mean, shot. Be, his partner yeah, in the beginning got say, shot. I mean, mathematical guarantee. You get shot. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Downey. Uh, Harry was a uh, <laughs> to be a friend with Harry is pretty much playing Russian roulette. I'm uh, I'm not going on a road trip. I'm staying home. I'm not. I'm not oh playing. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I don't want to go with anybody. These people are miserable. It really. This movie does one thing really well, and it really sells the idea that L.A. is just an evil hellhole of a place, and it just <laughs> L.A. is undefeated. You know. No one goes to LA and comes back and wins. Um, Seth, do y'all want to play? Or y'all? My answers are the same as Jared, Perry, and then uh, Harry. As much as I like Harry for what he is, 
I wouldn't want to ro- ride with him. Love the character. Don't want to hang out with him, right? Yeah. Jordan? I guess the same because there's not really too many other characters where we get much time with that. <laughs> really. So, that, yeah, I'll go with the same answer of Perry. Uh, road trip of Perry. At least, you know, he's got his friends back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then Harry, no, hell, hell no. Like I said, like, being a friend with him is pretty much playing Russian roulette. You don't know if you're going to get shot or not. Would the Russell Westbrook Award just be some of the specific language they use? Just take that out, and the movie's better for it in 2022? Yes. Definitely the F word. Yeah. Okay. I've got to choose one word to remove. If I can only pick one word to remove, it's definitely that word. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Um, All right. Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Uh, I have the scores here, and look, Yorton's going to win the year. It's just over. Um, Yorton has 22 points for the year. Jared is 14. Seth is catching up with 12. I have one, but I've only played like twice, so shut up. All right, so I don't know the order of last week, but we're going to go ahead and say who won. Do y'all know who won? I think did I win? I know sure. I haven't won in like two months. Yeah, so, it was like I think drought. Seth won because so, yeah, because it was the movie that I saw the answer beforehand in, and then I was like, oh, yep, yep, Seth got it. If you're at home, go ahead and take a drink because once again, I did not know who won last week, and that's just <laughs> going to be a, a normal thing. Um, Jared, I'm going to let you go first, and Yorton, and then Seth. So, Jared, what do you think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes, and why do you think that? <clears throat> I think this movie got a pretty good score because obviously, I talked about the importance of the movie and how it um, revitalized Robert Downey Jr.'s career. It just amplified or Gave Michelle Monaghan a platform to be able to carry her career out and really like resurgence of Val Kilmer and Shane Black for his directorial movie. I has a lot working in its favor. So shit, I'm gonna go eighty-eight. All right. There's a, oh, wow. a lot going with it. There's a lot going for it. it now if it, it came does. out now, obviously this movie like a two. <laughs> oh, shut up. A two? Okay. That's one of the arguments. I'm not getting roped into this. Jordan. My gut, my gut is telling me a 75. Because I feel like there has, like, I hear some people talking about it. They're like, oh, they like the movie. But I haven't heard that many people, like, bring it out of nowhere and bring it up. So I feel like 75, where a Quite a few people, uh, reviewers like it, but it wasn't like unanimous, basically. Okay. Seth? All right. So I'm trying to go back to 2005 in my head, which I try not to do ever, but for this I am. And what I remember is that I found this movie at Hastings or Blockbuster when I was going out of business. I can't remember because I bought the DVD that was in a rental DVD case. That's how I owned the movie for forever. And I think it's Blockbuster, actually. It was when Blockbuster was going out of business or somewhere around there and, uh, where I lived. And so I was like, oh, okay, here's a, here's a good deal. 
It has Rob Downey Jr. It has, you know, Val Kilmer. I like Val Kilmer. Let's, let's try this out. Uh, so it was not very big. It was not very successful, if I recall, because I don't remember ever hearing about this movie, in fact, until I saw it randomly in a bin. And I just liked the people, so I bought the movie because it was cheap. So I was actually going to go 75, but since you said 75, I'm going to go ahead and just do 72 because I think – in my mind, that while Jared has all these things that it are going for it, I think all of those are actually hindsight things. I don't think at the time they were going to be quite as realized as significant. So I'm going to go low and I'll go 72. One of you guys was one point away. Ho, 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 ho. This movie has an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? I feel yeah. really good about this that. It's a damn I'm good okay movie. I'm all right with this. I like that. That makes me happy, actually. That, I know I just lost, but I'm happy. But hey, hey, did I just see? See, I'm telling you, hindsight, this movie would get lower. Current sight or sight at the time, it got a high score, and I was right. Man, I feel like it would have been the other way around, but all right. Audience and uh, also 87. <laughs> so Seth and I had a really good discussion about this movie. Um, and it, I was down on it. Seth was like, no, like, think about the significance of this movie. And I was like, I'm not discrediting that. It's really significant. And then as I was doing my research before we started the podcast, um, looking at the IMDb, uh, like, trivia parts, and then uh, <clears throat> reading the production notes, I was like, yeah, no, this movie has really, sig- I even admitted to Seth that, like, uh, significance, and then he reading did. through all that, I was like, okay, this movie really does have significance. And even through the podcast, I've always talked about that. It has to be a high score. This movie ha- is significant, no matter which way you look at it. It is, so it has to be a high score. You know, go ahead, Seth. Go ahead. You could argue that this movie changed the entire uh, scope of cinema. That's why last... I said we couldn't yeah. record yesterday because you have to go off on this. Go ahead. No. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, this movie is – without this movie, you don't have Rob Down Jr. as Iron Man. If you don't have Rob Down Jr. as Iron Man, you probably don't MCU have the successful of an MCU. Yeah, it's going to look really different. It's going to look very similar to – what you had with like the Fantastic Four movies and the Sony movies. I don't think it's as successful. I, I, I truly think if you go back and watch Iron Man, think about this. Who would no. you put in there in place of him? Tom Cruise? You, I love Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. Time out. That's but, who they originally were thinking about, too. They were thinking yeah, everyone of, uh, the backup. If RDJ did not take it. Um, oh, man. It was Jennifer Aniston dated this guy for a long time after Brad, Brad Pitt. After Brad Pitt. Nicholas Holt? No. What? <laughs> what? Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. I just said Jennifer Lawrence. Um, this guy would have not been RDJ, but he would have been good. Um, God, what was his name? Uh, I remember talking. they've always talked about Tom Cruise, so I, don't, I haven't really ever heard of any other name for well, I was that, backup. I'm just trying to find them. But this is this is coming. Why while, while you're looking for that is that like Rob Downey Jr. took on that role of Iron Man. He changed the way Iron Man was written in the comics. Like he cha- he made Iron Man a popular character because yes. it wasn't like Iron Man was super popular before going into that movie. And 
he took over that role so heavily that he created, I don't want to say created, but he is largely the reason why we have the MC we have today. And I definitely do not think it would have been anywhere near successful with any other actor. Like that was stars aligning level casting and, and it okay. doesn't happen without this movie. MCU fanboys, they don't fucking realize, hey, the Avengers were B tier characters. Yeah. There's a They're reason A-tier why now, those weren't. licenses weren't sold. I, okay. No one wanted them. tier characters yeah. were uh, I, obviously you had Wolverine, Spider Man, Hulk. All of those rights were sold. Daredevil, There's a reason why they still own the rights to Thor, to Iron Man. There's a reason for that. Yeah, we this. Yeah, this is and this is talked about on better podcasts. But you're right; they they dealt with the mo- the characters they got. The characters, the guys, the actor's name was Justin Thoreau, and he would have done a good job. Not RDJ. No one would have done what RDJ did, but Justin Thoreau was the backup plan. I think you just proved my point. No, he would have done fine. He would have done good. Um, he would he would have been fine. Better podcast? No, yeah, but no Ray. We yeah. He would, he would have been fine. He wouldn't have been good. He would have yeah. been fine. And fine doesn't give you the MCU. Sorry, I, Ray. No, I'm not saying the MCU would be the same, but I, I'm i saying it, I think it would still be successful based on just the idea alone. Like, oh my God, they're connecting the movies. But you're right. It would not be the same. It would be less good than it is today. I'm not going to argue with I don't think we would have had like all the other attempts at cinematic universes that have mostly flopped. But I don't think we would see those movies at all if it hadn't been. You can tie back to this movie. Now, granted, you can always keep going back, you know, one movie, one movie, one movie or whatever. But this is the movie that really gave us Robert Downey Jr. And I don't think without Robert Downey Jr., we don't have them try to do that Tom Cruise mummy movie, for better or worse. We um, also. respect on Dracula Untold because that was the first movie of Whoa, the. No. It wasn't supposed to be. You never said. They you just put your finger up. Put some respect on Dracula Untold. <laughs> Seth and I actually talked about Dracula Untold and how much we both love it. Guys, we just have to wrap this movie up, okay? We've got to wrap this up. I'm just saying, um, without it, the only bad thing it brought us was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Other than that, that was the only bad thing this movie's responsible for. This movie got an 87 audience score okay um i do want to read real quick roger ebert really quick i'll read one paragraph he gave it two and a half out of four stars he said i've seen the movie twice foolishly thinking i might understand it better the second time understanding it is not the point the dialogue exists not to explain anything or advance the story it exists entirely in order to be dialogue when the characters speak, it is an example of their verbal style, which is half film noir and half smartass. The dialogue, and just about everything else in the movie, is there for its own sake. Like a smorgasbord, it makes no attempt at coherence. Put a little of everything on your plate and you'll be stuffed by the end. But what did you eat? So this movie's know. empty calories is what you're telling that's, me, then. That's what he's saying. But I don't think I agree with that. I though. love a good beer. But he praises the performances, and I think that's why he ultimately enjoyed the movie, because the good outweighed the bad. But yes, I but you have good actors actually. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Oh. Um, last thoughts. Would you recommend the movie? I say, 
I would say yeah for me. Yorton, no. No. I yeah, I can't really Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. I would say yes. Yes, yes. for Seth. He's nodding. If, yeah, for sure. Um okay. <laughs> <sighs> I Yorton, we know your answer. You're not putting a Hall of Fame. I th- I I'm definitely gonna rewatch this movie again. It's a Hall of Very Good for me though. It's not a Hall of Famer, um, but I do see myself watching it a few more times in my lifetime because I enjoy it and it's a fun time and it makes me laugh. Jared, oh no, it's not going to Hall of Fame. Before we did I'll the be, movie, I thought it was. I, yeah, I will. Too. I will be the solo vote for this. I could rewatch this movie twice a year, three times a year, and be fine with it. Uh, so, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll be that vote. I'm with Jared. I thought going into it, like, oh yeah, this will be an easy Hall of Famer, but it didn't hit as good as the first time I saw it, and I'm worried it's just gonna, I'm gonna keep noticing stuff. But I enjoy it, and I highly recommend you watch it. It's very stylized. It's good. Um, all right, y'all. We have one more movie, and then we go on Christmas vacation. Whose turn is it? It's Jared's turn. Jared, what Christmas movie are we gonna watch, man? So. Oh, Everyone he woke on up. this podcast knows my favorite genre of movie. Or Hallmark. Yeah. Horn. Oh, pretty sure it's Hallmark. Uh, horror. Hallmark. Oh, my bad. Horror. Santa Slain movie? So, what if I mix Christmas and spooky season mm-hmm. together into one? This was the brainchild of Seth, and I say the brainchild, and he just explicitly said, you should pick a Christmas horror movie. And I was like, why don't I pick a movie called Christmas Horror Story? What? It's the exact name. What is this? So, that's what we're going to watch. A Christmas Horror Story. What the so I, Seth, I took you quite literally. When yes, you, you said did. You should pick a Christmas <laughs> horror movie, and I, I said, think, "I don't think I've made one better." I'll pick that exact movie. I, Christmas uh, horror story. Have you seen? Which I have seen all of one time in theaters. It's an anthology. Okay, I do like that. And okay. uh, yeah, so that's what we're gonna go with. Christmas this is a rape pick, and I'm proud of you. So yeah, we are doing that. It came out in 2015. Oh. As, uh, I, uh, I just keep on getting the uh, the new Grinch one <laughs> coming up when I'm looking this up. Um, oh uh, my gosh. I do want to say this one. Movie, yeah. I hate to go backwards real quick, but I, I feel bad not mentioning it because it's important for the legacy of the movie. Uh, Kiss, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was made with $15 million. It made $16 million. So, Oof. not Oof. great. Oof. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Christmas horror movie is our next movie we're going to watch. It is an anthology film. And I expect blood and Santa Claus and monsters. So, I feel like I'm in for a good time. Yorton, you're probably going to hate this movie. I'm just, I'm just saying it right now. And with the quietness, that ends the podcast. Um, Y'all, one more episode, and then we have a bunch of bonus episodes. So until next time, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys later.